Welcome everyone to Weekend Rental, episode 52. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. Uh, as always, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and now at geekade.com. At Geekade, you can find all sorts of great geek-related items, uh, articles, videos, podcasts, and more. Geekade, what's your geek? All right, guys. Uh, my name is Ryan, and as always, I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Nate. What's going on, guys? Let's jump into Byron Burn. Um, so if you're new to the podcast, our opening segment here, Byron Burn, we pick a game for a given system. This episode, uh, it is the Sega Genesis. Uh, we all pick a game individually. We'll play them all and give our thoughts on which ones we would personally buy, rent, or burn. So let's go through the list. Um, Andy has selected Sid Vallis. Nate has gone with Marvel Land. And I've selected DJ Boy. So let's go back up to the top and hear a little bit about each of these games. I'll read the description here. Um, so Sid Vallis. Uh, Yuko looks like an ordinary grammar school student, but she's actually a, the Vallis warrior. Um, this is in quotes here. I defeated King Rogals of the Dark World with the Vallis sword, which was given to me by Queen Valia. Um, but my friend Rico died in the process. That's dark. Uh, Yuko went home by the train after that terrible fight. Uh, she didn't have the slightest idea that she would be summoned to fight again. Yuko said a familiar voice. Rico said Yuko. <laughs> is that you? Boy, this is terrible. Uh, but I thought you dot dot dot. Uh, Rico quickly um, replied, go and see Queen Valia, Yuko. Emperor Magus has threatened Dreamworld, and our friend the Conti um, might also be a salsa. We're not sure. So then uh, Yuko was told of the Conti's great danger, a burning desire to move Yuko into action. She has risen to crush Mega's ambition. That is just awful. All of that. That's was the awful. most dialogue I've ever heard in a, like a video game description. It makes no sense. I, I agree. That's crazy. Oh, I thought that Almost. was your fan fiction. I was waiting for the actual yeah. description. <laughs> Mine would have been a little more erotic. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. So, Valis is kind of a well-known Genesis series where it's kind of like a, a action platformer, kind of with RPG mechanics a little bit, but. Uh, this is a uh, kind of like a cutesy take on that, where they turn it into more uh, more anime than even the regular Valis is. Um, and uh, at the beginning, I mean, she turns her ice cream cone into a sword, so that's a great start. But um, it still shoots ice cream balls. Is that what I'm seeing? Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, seems like that. Um, and then when you get to the boss, I might as well be. Uh, using ice cream because I couldn't even get a hit him. This game is impossible. Yeah, it went from like 0 to 100 real quick. Yep. It also does that like awful thing that a few games do and too many did in this era where your screen real estate, like your character always walks like 75% mm. towards the scrolling edge of the screen instead of being positioned middle or even further back. So you, I found myself just like cautiously walking and constantly shooting forward so that I could obliterate whatever was going to pop into the screen. Cause there was no way I was going to see it before it hit me. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was driving me nuts. Uh, the I thought I was the only one that was going to be bugged by that, the three-quarter screen or whatever. Yeah. But I was very uneasy and found myself, like, creeping forward, and then I'd run really, like, back, and then it just it didn't work well for me. But, man, that game is so difficult. So difficult. Well, and it's, like, pretty manageable and fun up until that boss. But, man, I mean... A minute in and you're just kind of at this wall like I have no idea how you were supposed to do that with the limited amount of hits that they give you yeah, and you can't use the super on the boss so I was like alright I'm going to start this over I'm going to save my bombs I'm going to get to the boss you couldn't use them no. so what the hell Yeah, it was like a bullet hell I did the same thing <laughs> yeah I saved I I went through first because the levels are pretty short actually in all yeah. of these games that we're going to be talking about are are pretty short levels but once yeah, it went through once, and I was getting destroyed. I got to the boss, and I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to beat this thing? It's massive, one, and the hitbox on that thing, you don't know where it's at. It's not clear. And then it's, okay, I'm going to go back through, save all my bombs, get to the end, can't use them, and I still am in the same predicament of, <laughs> I don't know where to shoot this guy. Yeah. And he moves like 100 miles an hour and shoots like seven projectiles at a time. So like, <laughs> and like, I'm like, all right, this is just a simple like dodge mechanic. I'll crouch. And then when you crouch, he flies down and smacks you on the head. So what the hell? There is there. I don't know what the play is. Like, I don't I really don't know had to what stay the strategy up. was. You definitely had to stay up on the platform right before you drop down. Yeah. And that was. It was stupid. Actually, I think the second boss was the same way. You had to stay up on the platform. Where you do have the oh, option. Oh, you beat the first boss? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I could. Yeah, you, Good you have you. the first option to, uh, you have the option to jump down. And I think a lot of people want to go that route and you just, it gets out of control and they seem to speed up and it was. I didn't know you huh, could stay dumb. up there because I tried and then I got hit right away and got like. I crouched down, yeah. staying up there, and then just started. That's a good idea. Started shooting yeah. from there, and it nice. did pretty good. The old back to the corner technique. I like it. Find a safe spot. And don't move from it. It worked in Zelda too. It can work in Valis. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I I liked everything about like the design of this game. Like I thought it was very cutesy. It's it's very anime ish. You know, um, it almost felt more like a Turbo Graphics game to me than a Genesis game. Mm -hmm. um, but I like the I like the art style. I liked the little bit of story that was there, and the mechanics for the most part weren't wholly broken. It's just that difficulty bump just freaking kills it. But all in all, I mean, for what is sort of a spinoff of like a more, I guess, mature game, it's not <laughs> bad. It eventually like Valus became a hentai, so yeah, it got really mature. Oh, well, this makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those grammar school girls. Yep. All right, so let's move on to the next one. Nate's pick, Marvel Land. King Mole has taken over Marvel Land and imprisons its guardian fairies. Uh, not Princess Winora, too. Uh, is there no hero left in Marvel Land to save its citizens from the evil King Mole and its henchmen? Prince Talmut, save us. I thought I was playing as a female protagonist until I read this. No, you're definitely a male. Yeah. He's very like flamboyant. <laughs> yes. Extremely. Extremely. Yeah, this is uh, a very difficult platformer. I guess I, I would say platformer. It's very platformy. 
Yeah. Uh, I think it was ported from an arcade kind of mid to late 80s. And uh, I, I've never played the arcade, Ryan. I'm sure you have since you've played all those strange arcade games. Um, and you always brag about it. So <laughs> Humble brag. I, I've played that before. <laughs> That's not even a real game. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was um, a very... I guess cutesy Japanese as well, just very similar to to the other game, um, but comes across very arcadey, if that makes sense. I mean, it's put out by Namco, and so it kind of has that arcade feel where you're really focusing on getting points, and uh, there's obviously um, boss battles at the end, but it is it, the controls are, just seem a little bit off for me mm-hmm. when you're kind of jumping. Yeah, a little slippery. And then um, the bosses are ginormous, and you really don't have any power. If you can even get to a boss at that point, it's a one hit and you're done, uh, which is brutal. The music is repetitive and obnoxious. And yeah, I've I've read some reviews that it gets better, but I can't even get past the first level, really. It was that brutal for me. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, I I didn't realize it was an arcade game. It is made by Namco, though, so I guess it makes sense. To me, it almost felt like an Amiga-era platformer. It it felt kind of like Zool, where everything's just like overly colorful to the point of like making you want to vomit. Like, backgrounds, characters, you know, the slippery controls, the floaty physics. You know, I mean, it, it's basically like a bad take on Mario. Um, I got through a few levels. I actually made it... Maybe like the fourth stage where I ended up on this roller coaster and you had to like dodge signs that like came on screen, which was nuts. Uh, but this game is just so freaking colorful. It has the most putrid, happy horse shit music that it just kept looping. <laughs> and after about 10 minutes with this game, I couldn't deal with it. It was like if you want to put someone in a torture chamber, like strap them down to a bed and just loop this shit for five minutes you can get anything you want out of them it is that obnoxious i that's coming from a guy who loves bubble bubble yes (laughs) that is great i'll listen to that on loop all day long but (laughs) this game no thanks no thanks and it has a couple of power-ups um which is a little confusing how to get especially in the first stage where you're running into these um Doors, I guess there'd be doors or boxes that say push. And so you push, and some of them work, some of them don't. Oh, really I mean, annoying. I gave and up then, on it. Yeah, some of them do. And so you get some power-ups, um, and really some of the power-ups are good, some of them are bad. So you kind of have to determine what stage you're in and what's going to be beneficial for that stage. Because uh, there are some of those power-ups that will just screw you over. Like uh, I think there's like wing shoes which cause you to jump a little bit higher or float a little bit more. And there's some stages you can't do that because there's enemies above you. And so kind of get screwed on that. Yeah. But that, I mean, that goes to how bad the design is of this game too, where those boxes right out of the gate, they say push on them. The first few you try and push, nothing happens. So then yeah, that teaches you like, well, these don't do anything. They're just there for flavor or they're just boxes or whatever. Until later, they actually yeah. do something. It's like, shouldn't it be the other way around? 
At least right. the first one should do something, so it t tells the player that these, you know, be on the lookout for them. But, yeah. Yeah, it's not good game design to teach you the wrong mechanic right off the bat. Yeah. This... Yeah, I the one, one thing I did really like was that end. Um, it kind of, like, has that Super Mario World sort of end thing where it's, like, it's not a moving bar that you have to hit, but it's, like, a giant, very tall target uh, with different, like, points, depending on when you jump through it. So I thought that was kind of cool. It was like finding the optimal route to get the most points, but I, I think there's a good base here, but I mean, they needed the one hit deal is just not for this game. You can't, you can't make a home game like this and then have it just one hit kill. And then, uh, yeah, the controls were just like the fine controls. If you were running and just platforming, then it felt great. But as soon as you needed to, to make a, uh... a like a small jump, it, I don't know if it accelerated too fast or something. I don't. It was weird. Yes. And that you brought up a good point, like the physics. I hated the slope physics, like any inclination and your character just like ran like a bat out of hell. Yeah. It was so jarring and difficult to control. It was just weird. I don't know, man. This thing is a train wreck visually audio and uh, in the gameplay department. It has nothing to do with Marvel. No, that was the biggest disappointment. I'm like, all right, which I want to be Wolverine. Is he a Marvel thing? I don't know. They literally like took the map from uh, Disneyland too. Like, they, oh yeah, they had like a big tent that looks like Space Mountain, right where Space Mountain is in the park. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Sorry. All right. I'll, hey, I'll you do didn't better know. next time. <laughs> you didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> if I did know, we would not be playing it. All right, so let's go to our last game. I pick DJ Boy. Uh, you're the roller game champ, DJ Boy. You're on your way to Cigarette City to take part in <laughs> roller games competition. Everybody in Cigarette City is all excited except the mean leader of the bad boys, roller team, I Be Cool. He and his gang will do anything to keep you from winning. Uh, yeah, this is... Is it really Cigarette up. Land? Well, it's spelled cigarette with the ch on the end so i'm just calling it cigarette i mean they probably meant for that to be pronounced a different way but it's that cigarette you can't put a ch at the end of it and not have it be that <laughs> was that marlboro's uh sponsored game maybe <laughs> they were like oh mcdonald's has one we should probably have one <laughs> yeah i was like all right it's interesting choice it was a different time back then in the 90s um so dj boy is basically you can kind of guess from the description. It's a, a beat em up. I believe this originated in the arcades. Um, and what kind of sets it apart from other beat em ups is that everybody is on roller skates for some reason. Um, nothing. There's, there's no real combo system. Um, and because your guy's on roller skates, he's always rolling forward. So he doesn't really roll back and forth across the screen. Like, you just throw an elbow instead of punch forward if you try to punch back, or you kick back. It's really weird. Uh, and then, for some reason that I don't understand, some, like, girl from high school starts throwing TNT at you <laughs> at some point off of a train, and then your grandma comes down to fight you at the end of the first level, and that's kind of where I lost interest. <laughs> um, it's it's a pretty not great beat-em-up. And the music's not even good. It's called DJ Boy. What the hell? Yeah, I agree. It, it's it's weird. So the fighting mechanic is, is really strange, like kicking backwards. 
I thought it was hilarious where they have like the little kids on roller skates all of a sudden show up. Yeah, are they midgets they, or what's the deal there? It's strange. Well, I wasn't I wasn't gonna go there, Ryan, but now Sorry. you took it there, so. Uh, little little, little people. people. Sorry, um, sorry. Kick them in the face and take I their I was hamburger. just assuming they were children, like that were. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> they had aspirations. They were children with aspirations to be in a gang, and uh, so they were on their little roller skates and coming after you. The game was. I was expecting. Way more, you know, with uh, with DJ Boy in the title. Yeah, the music. I was expecting something to happen with the music. I thought the bosses were kind of interesting and weird and um, gross looking. And, and <laughs> I think that was probably not so gross, but weird. Let's just go with weird. And I thought that was kind of a cool, cool part, but it's not an exciting game. So when you get to that first boss, it is kind of, yeah, I think I've seen it. I'm kind of good. Um so I didn't really go beyond level one much. So, yeah, no, nothing stands out in it. It's just so painfully generic. Yeah, I mean it. When you look at like the cover art, you would think it's not this game at all. This is, it's more like Final Fight. You know, it doesn't have like the DJ mentality that you would think. It's it's kind of gritty street gangs and stuff like that, except on mm-hmm. on rollerblades. And you don't go fast. Like the pace, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of it has to do with the enemies that are everywhere and throwing things at you. So that slows you down. But I feel like if you're on rollerblades, roller skates, whatever it is, you should be able to have some, some more speed. I think when we didn't, we played roller games, you know, not too long ago on the NES. And it's roller games is so much more superior than, than this game. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're gonna play one game with rollerblades, have it be roller games. That's, that's pretty sad, though. Like that, the eight bit is so so much more satisfying than that. It's true. This game should have done more. I'm I'm kind of curious. Like I might have to check out like an actual ROM of the arcade image just to see if that was if it was just really watered down or if it, this was just. Kind of a forgettable game all the way around. I mean, nobody talks about it, so it must have not really hit, you know. I do like hard. how there's, like, no animation priority in it, though. Like, you can cancel an animation and hit the other oh, guy, yeah. like, right away. It's just, like, you just hit directions and buttons, and you can immediately start punching whatever way you want. Whereas most beat-em-ups, like, once you start to move one way, you're you're in it for the whole animation. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Oh, what it, the other thing too is like all of these games have had like a steep difficulty curve and this one is like one life done. Like that's mm. game over. There's no retry when you die at the boss. It's just strange. I didn't look in the options to see if you could change that, but it's brutal. I I think it, there is a a stage where you can type in a stage letter combo or whatever and I think that can get you somewhere. I think Maybe I'm mixing it up with one of the other games. But yeah, one one hit, done, and not you start back at, at the level, it's game over. Brutal. So if it was a port from, from an arcade, they uh they let you have it. <laughs> oh, you'll just dump another quarter in. Yep. Well it's gotta be a port from the arcade because I own the marquee, but I've never seen the game in my life. So <laughs> did you recently pick up that marquee? 
Yeah, I bought it off of uh, Ben with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Five right. Bucks. The marquee looks cool. It just sucks at the game underneath, because that's why I wanted to play this. I was like, I gotta check this thing out. And now I'm kind of like, well, that's a thing. All right. I think we should do our verdicts. Andy, why don't you take us through? What would you buy, rent, or burn? Sure. I almost feel don't like I'm not qualified on this one, because all of these were so painfully hard. <laughs> that I didn't see much of the game in total anyway, so it's tough to go yeah. off of that. So off the early parts of each of these games, oh, I think I'm gonna do Citavalis because up until up until that boss, that was the most uh, fun that I had. But again, I I couldn't get past that boss. I didn't, like I said, I didn't know the secret. Um, corner camping for the win. Yep, yeah. and then uh, my rent. I think is going to be Marvel Land. I think uh, I think there is a decent game there. It's just instead of the developers looking at Mario for inspiration, they looked at uh, Alex Kidd and then they're like, oh, we can make a knockoff of that. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, there's just a few things. I mean, the music is horrendous, but that's that's somewhat part of the genesis. Like you're going to be hit or miss on that anyway. But overall, I think there's some fixes that could be made to that game to actually turn that one around. Uh, and then my burn, surprisingly, because I was all about roller games and punching people on <laughs> roller skates. This game just didn't have the same impact. To me, um, I mean, I I definitely have a fatigue over beat em ups in the first place, but this one was just it just seemed like there was it was just so generic that like the rollerblades didn't really come into it. Like there wasn't anything that added to it. Right. No it didn't flavor. change the gameplay in any meaningful way. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Shocking. I'm surprised at your at your rent there, but Nate, how about you? Yeah, I would say this is probably the most difficult by rent burn. It's not clear at all. I feel like all the games are underwhelming, really. And uh there's just nothing that I even connected with a little bit. And I love platformers, and so there was a couple of games with that. They were lackluster for sure. Um because you're holding a gun to my head and I'm tied and I have to answer. Uh, I'm going to go with Citavalis for my buy. I think it was good enough for that. I would probably return it if I actually did buy it, <laughs> but uh, I'll pull a Ryan. <laughs> and uh, I think I just feel like it should just be buy, burn, burn for this one. Um, but my rent is going to be DJ Boy. That kind of makes me sick saying that out loud, but wasn't a great game. So that's going to be my rent. Marvel Land is a burn. I, my game goes back into the, the burn category. So I've had a couple of good runs the last, last couple of podcasts of decent games. But now... Return to form? Re return to where I belong. <laughs> the burn. All right. So yeah, I mean, like you guys said, I think this is like the most difficult one we've done in quite some time because everything is so evenly mediocre. Um, I don't like any of these games. 
Um, so this is tough. I mean, I, I could tolerate them in short bursts. So maybe maybe there's some hope for these games in that. But I, I'm going to buy Citivalis. I, I think it had the most potential to be the best game um, with a couple <laughs> balancing issues and uh, gameplay tweaks. It, it could be there. Um, I liked the art style. I thought it was fun. I, I had fun up until, you know, that wall at the end with the boss. Um, the rent is tough. I, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like any of these games that much, but I really don't like the other two. I, I probably would just go DJ boy, I guess for the rent, just because I think there's a two player option. Maybe I didn't look, uh, but assuming there is, I could see this being okay. Like on a, you know, Saturday night at a sleepover when I was a kid, I'd probably played it for a little while. Um, and then I am going to burn Marvel land. I, I, I don't think there's a shred of like hidden gem under any of it, to be honest. It's, it's, <laughs> it's freaking confetti vomit on top of a obnoxious soundtrack with shit ass floaty, sloppy controls. It literally just enraged me playing this game and how obnoxious it was. I want to never hear of this game again, and I am going to torch the shit out of Marvel Land. <laughs> well, that's not painful at all. I can't wait for the SEO on this podcast when uh, Disney opens up the uh, Marvel theme park. <laughs> oh, we're in trouble now, boys. <laughs> Another pirate burn in the books. Okay, so let's move on from Byron Burn, uh, where we usually just sit back and talk about um, gaming and geek things that we're interested in. I'm gonna I'm gonna take us on a little bit of a journey, though, a little bit of a sidetrack. We don't normally get into um, "Hey, how's it been?" sort of stuff on this podcast too much because we're so focused on whatever else it is that we do. But I've got a little story that I, I'd like to share with you guys and the listeners that I'm just gonna call the catastrophe. All right, let's let's set this off. We're gonna go in the wayback machine to last weekend. We're out. Of, it's summer. We we've spent the weekend at the lakes. We get back. Uh, you know, we're we're tired. A lot of sun. It's Sunday. We make it back around noon. We have two cats. Uh, one of them is like not moving and laying on the floor like it's hanging on to its last shred of life you know and i see the thing get up i'm like ah i'm not gonna like he's a cat you know sometimes they do weird things you'll they'll come out of a hole three days later they're fine so a few more hours go by i see him like attempt to like limp up and get to the water bowl and he's like struggling and falling and you know i'm like okay like i gotta do something about this i gotta put this thing down you know so so here's the thing too is we all live in the midwest so we've all had you know most of us have either grown up on farms or had grandparents on farms and i don't mean to be heartless i like animals and i like cats but it's not too uncommon where we live to just take the old rifle out to the sick kitten and just deal with it and you just don't think anything of it 
and it's just part of life. So I'm like, against my better judgment, I'm going to take this stupid cat, my kid's cat in. It's my kid's cat, you know? We're going to get him looked at. So I'm like, okay, this is going to suck. It's already Sunday. We're going to have to take him to the emergency triage for pets. So, of course, it's going to cost me a couple hundred bucks. And it does. It's 120 bucks to walk in the door. I hand him this cat that's, like, basically not moving. Can't even meow. And uh, four hours go by. And they have nothing for us. I send my kids... They're like, well, we're going to run some tests. Like, we don't know, you know, and I explain how the cat's been weird. He's been puking a little bit. He likes to eat shit he finds on the floor, string, yarn, fluff, whatever. If it's on the floor and looks good, he eats it. So maybe that's the thing. So they're like, all right, well, he's sick. We're going to run some tests on him. They come back. So anyway, they do these tests, right? Four hours have gone by. My kids need to go to bed at this point. It, it's we haven't even bathed them. We haven't gotten them in the shower. Well, that's the same thing. Uh, or fed or in bed. Anyway, we did that. I come back. I come back. So I get back to the, the freaking hospital. This is, again, 5 p.m. we go in. I get back to the thing, the, the, the clinic. And finally, the, the veterinarian wants to talk to me at about 11 o'clock at night. So this is already just fantastic. Wow. I'm pissed because they've told they've already, and I missed a key point that they've already told me how much I'm going to pay on top of the 120 I paid to walk in. And it's like $640. And I'm like, a 22 bullet would cost me like, 50 cents like I could have been done with this and uh, then he's like going through the thing he's like well we took an x-ray your cat he's dehydrated he's sick there's an infection it looks like he might have a blockage in his intestine but if they eat soft fluffy things we can't tell but everything looks swollen and and so like me I mean I just gotta be blunt with this guy I'm like I don't want to be cold I like the cat but he's a cat like, are you talking, we might have to do surgery to figure out if he's actually like gummed up in there. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, well, so what's that? Like 2,500 bucks, 2000. He's like, yeah, 2000 to 3000. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be real. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so you need to tell me if he's actually not fixable through surgery so I can deal with this or what? So he's like, all right, all right. He's like, I see where you're coming from. I totally get it. He's probably thinking I'm a horrible, monstrous person. So is everyone listening to this? <laughs> and maybe I am. I don't know. So he's like, all right, given that's your outlook, like I'm going to say I'm not an expert. I'm going to send this x-ray onto a radiologist. They'll have a better idea if they truly think it's a blockage. So he's like, that'll take like 30 minutes, right? Yeah. 2 a.m. They come back with the freaking radiology thing. And guess what? <laughs> not conclusive. Not conclusive. <laughs> So then he's like, well, I don't, we don't know. Like, we don't know. Like, I think the cat should stay overnight. We'll get him on some like meds, like get him hooked up to, you know, like uh, fluids and all that shit. IV. I was like, really? How much is that going to cost? So they bring that out for me. That's like another $400. And I'm like, so you're telling me there's no way this cat's going to get better on his own. If I take him home, I'm like, oh, I don't know, unless he just starts like eating and drinking. So anyway, I can't justify that. They give him fluids. They send me home with antibiotics. I take him home. So he at least got a little help, right? So next day I'm watching him. Monday morning rolls around. Cat still looks like shit. I come home on my lunch break. He's sprawled out like a rug on the floor. I'm like, okay. So I text my wife. I was like, we got, let's give the kids tonight. Let them say goodbye to their cat. You know, and then you'll schedule an appointment. We'll take him back, put him down on uh, Tuesday. So she calls the vet near us. They can't take the cat in because they're booked for like a week and a half. So in the meantime, I get home. Jill's like, are you sure you don't want to give the cat more time? My wife, this is my wife telling me. 
this. I'm like, I don't know. Like he's suffering. I feel bad for him. I don't want to do this. I think we just need to take care of it. Like I, I can't let him suffer. Uh, and plus, and I'm also thinking like how much longer do I let this go on? Cause like if you bring like an emaciated, like mummy cat into <laughs> a clinic and tell them you need to put it to sleep, aren't they just going to like put like harass like criminal like negligence on you for like keeping this animal in this condition so you know, i'm trying to like do the right thing by the cat and like me not going to jail for cat neglect i don't know anyway it's kind of done we're on the path right it's gonna happen everybody's sad about it my wife hates the cat she's choking up we have dinner so this is monday evening i look over at the cat and you know obviously the cat's sick problem with his guts and I notice he's got a chunk of shit. He's got, he's a long haired cat. He's got a chunk of shit hanging out of his butt, you know, in, in his fur. So I'm like, all right, he's sick. He can't make it to the litter box. Like I'll help him out. Like poor guy. So I, I go, I go into the bathroom. I grab some paper or toilet paper. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna <laughs> grab this thing. I'll flush it. Whatever. We'll get it over with. And I go back to the cat and I grab this chunk of poop and I start pulling and the cat's like, Row! I'm like, oh, it's stuck. It's stuck to his fur. And then I realize, no, no, it is not stuck to his fur. And then the string started coming and I'm holding on to a shit covered ball of yarn. My cat's screeching and howling, running the opposite way. And we're playing this game of like anal tug of war. <laughs> and I end up with what looks like a fucking jellyfish feet, many feet of yarn wound up and then all connected through with cat shit. I, <laughs> how do you prepare yourself for this in life? Like what the hell? It's horrendous. The kids are freaking out. I'm losing it. I can't deal with kids poopy diapers. Here I'm holding the freaking several feet of like ass string and I am just losing my mind that I can't believe that this is happening. I'm holding on to this thing. But I guess we know what the problem was. Uh <laughs> He didn't have enough water, right? Uh, yeah, not enough water. Uh, so anyway, we're like, well, I guess that explains some of that now. And so I'm like, I'm thinking, all right, but I got the blockage out. Like, that was awful. Cat's going to be better. Cat's still obviously very sick. You know, he's on antibiotics. So the next morning I get up. I'm thinking like, I don't know how the cat's going to be doing, you know. But then uh, my son comes in. Hey, the Stowey, the cat, he's got more string coming out of his butt. I'm like, no, he's not. That's a crazy thing. What are you talking about? And I walk over. Sure enough, the cat's doing a little bit better. He's prancing around with his tail up in the air, and there's like two inches of yarn hanging out of his ass again. So I get to repeat the whole horrendous process, having just like gotten out of the shower in the morning and pulled like another few feet. It's unbelievable. And I am just scarred for life. Like, what the hell? So the big question is, uh, just for a family memory, why don't you take that yarn and are you going to like knit like a family blanket out of it just to like hold Stowey? Oh, there you go. There you go. That's, uh, <sighs> that's hilarious. It was traumatic. I'm glad the cat's okay. I'm mad at him for costing me $700 for uh, a ball of yarn up his ass. And the crazy thing is, is like, I know like this came from like my daughter's crafts and stuff, but this had to have been months ago. So he's been like digesting this like p 
pile of yarn for God knows how long. <laughs> and it all caught up to him. Just like a heroin bender. The only plus side to this, besides the cat being alive, is that I can now add a feline proctologist to my resume. I think it's really going to help uh, as I look for new jobs in the future. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so However, ultimately, the cat costs, one. what, 25 bucks? True. What's that? The cat was like $25. Yeah, the cat to, to like, adopt buy. is like 130 bucks. Yeah. And now he's like man. a $1,000 cat. So he better be like the most friendly and loving cat for the rest of his life or I'm going to lose it. Think he was watching Yarn Yoshi? <laughs> That's where he got the idea, yeah. <laughs> Those look delicious. Well, now he's just going to expect it every time. He's just going to wake you up in the morning just be like, hey, I don't think I got it all. Can you, uh, can you finish that up <laughs> for me? Just a string hanging out right there. You have now just enabled this cat. That's his thing. The cat oh, loves man. it. <laughs> Never again. Yeah, that was sounds like an eventful, eventful weekend. Yeah. So the Switch Lite got announced. <laughs> How do you transition out of that? Um, I don't know. I'm just giving it a shot here. The Nintendo Switch Lite, yeah, that did uh, that did get announced. Ryan thinks I need to get one um, because my Nintendo Switch is currently not working. I'm a little freaked out by it. Um, it won't power on at all. I've tried plugging it in separately uh, from my dock. My dock isn't working. I'm hoping it's just a power cable. Hopefully. Yeah. But the, the Switch Lite is looking semi-attractive at this point. Well, I mean, I was thinking about this as you're explaining how your power source went on. We have had a lot of uh, thunderstorms and like power surges mm-hmm. in our areas. So I feel fairly confident for you that it will just be the AC adapter. Hopefully that'd be great. But yeah, what do you guys think about the switch light? I, I laughed so hard at this guy who posted like a comment on Twitter. I think it was something like, Wow, the, Nintendo just released the Vita, except people actually want it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, much that thing is a Vita. 100%. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that they were trying to... I mean, they were hanging on to the 3DS for so long. And I think all Nintendo fan people are like, yeah, at some point, 3DS is going to go away. It's going to go away. It's going to go away. And it finally does. And they're like, we're just going to focus on the Nintendo Switch. And its capabilities of being handheld and uh, not do anything exclusive. And now they kind of do something exclusive. I, I don't know. I'm not super excited about it. I think it's it's just a glorified 3DS at this point. Well, I mean, I think it's a smart move for them. Um, they added the D-pad. Huge props for them for finally doing that. Except now, can you sell me a first-party Frickin' Joy-Con from my left side of my Switch, because you're capable of doing it. Uh, I, I think it makes sense. I think a lot of people, overwhelmingly, don't dock their Switch. So if you're that person to have one that's going to have better battery life, um, you know, at a lower price point, be able to stick it in your pocket more easily, I think it makes sense. Um, I will probably pick one of these up for my son, because I've watched him drop my Switch several times, and I cringe at that. Um, 
I think the 199 price point is great. My only thing is, is I think this is really going to sell at Gangbusters when they bundle it with a game and like mm-hmm. drop it to like 179. I think yep. that's that's where it needs to be. Uh, and they'll get there. They may even get there by the holidays. Who knows? Maybe there'll be like a Black Friday crazy deal. But yeah, it's still out of the reach of the people that, you know, that came in on like a 2DS because 2DS like they were hundred dollars new, right? Maybe a little more. Yeah, eighty maybe. Because I think I bought well, they, one at launch. It was cheap. Yeah. So like, they got a long ways to go to reach that type of market. I think, but I don't know. Yeah. It it definitely needs to get a little bit cheaper. I think in order for the you know the people that are like, oh, I'm just buying a few for my kids. You know. Yeah. One and the one thing I'm curious on too, and they haven't explained is like. Because they took the AV out, like, are they going to be able to keep, like, the up-clocked, like, mechanics to those games? Because, you know, like, some of the games just, some games just purely run better docked, you know? Um, is that going to be just native to the Switch Lite? I don't know. Uh, I, I would hope so, but... I think they lowered the resolution on it. Sure. So... Maybe, yeah. But they could, like, at least have the game clock speed run faster, even if your resolution's going to be, like, capped. But yeah. I suppose you can't really do too much of that because you are just essentially keeping one platform, right? It's got to run on everything. I don't know. I was a little surprised at the no option for, like, a HDMI port of some sort because that had been initially speculated, at, you know, some of those early people they were talking to that were confirming the Switch Lite. Like, no, it will still have a video out of some sort. It just will not dock. Which I was like, okay, I could see that, you know, the PSP had the component cables or, you know, it'd be really easy to do a mini HDMI to full HDMI, but well, that's, I don't know. That's kind of what I'm wondering if they, like you said, the, the, the clocking up. So like when you're docked, it, it goes up to a higher resolution and then it, it you know, clocks it up higher. So there's better performance sure. on the dock. So I wonder if that just doesn't exist in the mini. So even if, you know, if you put it out it wouldn't perform the same as like a docked regular switch. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to fall just into the, the same realm as the, the game boy color. We're going to see so many, so many color variations of this (laughs) coming out. I mean, right now three and, uh, Oh, the Pokemon sword and shield. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Four. So we're going to see way more. And then it's going to go into, the Nintendo 64 realm of clear uh, watermelon, uh, jungle green, and yeah. it's just going to get out of control. Because we buy them all. People do. Yeah, those people yeah, I are think crazy. It's, I think it's interesting. I mean, it makes sense. I think they were going to do it eventually. I didn't expect it this soon. I What I would like to see now is like, Let's let's fully embrace it. Like if we're making the non-switch switch, like give me the box that I can just hook up to my TV that doesn't have a screen or Joy-Cons mm-hmm. attached and I'll just sync it with a Pro controller and we'll call it a day cuz for me that's all I want. Exactly. Agreed. And like that, like if you already have the Joy-Cons or whatever, like they could get that to probably 150 if they wanted to. Mhm. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of cool features that nobody outside of Nintendo will use uh, except for a handful of games that are built into the Switch that keep that price point so high up with those Joy-Cons. So, like, let's get rid of that IR sensor, the HD rumble, the screen, and let's make it just 
make it a smart TV. Like sell me a new, I want a new Nintendo TV that I can just put cards into. How about that? Do it. Nintendo. I mean, this pretty much kills it anyway. Cause what developer is going to make HD rumble games? Oh, absolutely. Anymore. Cause it doesn't. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you bring up an interesting point. You can't yeah. Who's going to develop for it? Right. And I wonder if it'll have some impact on like some of the party games and stuff too, like some of that shovelware bullshit, just because there's not going to be, you can't make the assumption that everyone's going to be walking around with like an extra three sets of Joy-Con because if you're the person who's buying the Switch Lite, you probably aren't going to be the person who's buying a bunch of extra accessories because what's the point? So you can all huddle around your five inch screen and try to play Mario Party. Good luck. That's true. Yeah, it's a smart move. It's going to be good for a lot of people. It's not for me. I will. I think it will nail a lot of that, like, to switch home market. Like, right now, it's a little expensive for people to have more than one console. Um, the dock is even ridiculous. So if I could, for $120 more, get, like, another Switch and give it to my kids to play with, sure. Like, I'll, I'll own two systems. It's fine. Yeah, when you put it like that, you know, the dock is, what, $90? Yeah, way too much. <laughs> yeah, like, way too much. Halfway there, you have the whole system. Uh, if they could even just like redesign a dock to get down to like the forty dollar level that was licensed from Nintendo and wouldn't blow up my Switch, I would probably have like three of them in my house. Because why not? But at the current price point and their failure to like do anything with it, hell no. Yeah. I did read a ridiculous comment from somebody on Twitter that said like, Oh, we're two years into the switch and you're giving us redesigned hardware. Okay. But maybe you should make some games for it first. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like if anything, there's too many games. Like, yeah, they're not maybe new IPs, but there's plenty to choose from. I don't think things to play is the problem. No curation of the things year, to play. Right. Y yeah. Yes. This year, the game library has blown up or Nintendo switch. Um, so yeah well this is yeah, gonna you like, can't go out there complaining there's nothing to play there's no plenty. and this is really gonna nail that like for those people who love the pokemon games that haven't got a switch yet like this model is like exactly what they're gonna want mm -hmm. so i mean i can't imagine this is gonna f falter at all like i think people are gonna gobble it up too bad those people don't want that pokemon but that's a different story yeah, what's the deal with that? Like, why is everybody so up in arms? Like, eventually, doesn't this kind of have to happen? I mean, can you really expect a developer to up-res every character model they've ever made indefinitely? Uh, Am I crazy? Probably not, no. I mean, eventually, they definitely probably have to cut it off in some sort of way, but I don't know. There's, I mean, there's been sentiment for many, many years that like Game Freak is way too small of a studio to be handling such a massive game. And they refuse to take help. They refuse to, you know, make it a bigger thing than what it possibly could be. So now they're like trying to make full 3D game out of it and they're hitting the boundaries, I think. I mean, you look at that and it's like that. It looks like a really good 3DS game, but it does not look like a sure. A, a Switch game. It looks like an indie game almost. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's kind of true. But they've always kind of just been in that niche where it's like they go with pretty much outdated hardware. Like they never like hit yeah. the cutting edge, you know. It's like, well, here we can make something cute out of what we've got. It's kind of been their whole approach. Yeah. My favorite thing now is, though, that 
they said they could they couldn't have all the Pokemon in there because they've been focusing on making the animation look really good on this one and like really spending sure. time on the Pokemon in each one. So then there's just like uh, pictures and stuff of the actual animations and they look terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I could see how it's a ton of work for them. I also think like at some point though, you have to be realistic and like, how do you balance a game with that many characters, you know, and that many Pokemon? I mean, figuring that out, I mean, it's gotta be tough because you don't want to be sitting there with a bunch of worthless characters and you don't want the few that people can exploit and well even like it's a lot it, to manage if, if you're talking like competitive sense too like it doesn't make sense to have all of them it, it's not interesting right. at that point because everybody just picks the big one i mean that would be like having magic the gathering and saying oh you could play whatever card you want from the very beginning of time it's like they don't do that they have certain you know moving sets and i think that's right maybe not a bad thing with Pokemon either, you know? It's like, this is the season for, you know, this competitive Pokemon set. Right. And then in three years, like, it shifts. Like, not everything will carry over. Yeah, I think that's true. That's a good point. Gotta keep it fresh. Yep. Yeah, I kind of heard that news, and it didn't really... I don't know, I'm not a Pokemon guy, so it didn't really ruffle my feathers i honestly thought it kind of made sense like i mean we're many many generations in now there's got to be almost a thousand of them at this point i'm not even sure oh, yeah but it's, it's i think close. it's 700 and something maybe uh, okay yeah. yeah well but the, yeah there's the new ones now too so i don't know yeah it's crazy anybody else about mario maker 2 yet no I don't have I don't have a switch. Oh, that good I point. On. <laughs> good point. Actually, so it was my son's birthday uh, a couple weeks ago, and what what I typically do with the kids is on their birthday or around their birthday, we go out shopping. So for my daughter, we hit the mall and she went clothes shopping, and we do lunch, breakfast, all those things, and I just kind of stand around and let her pick out things that she wants to get. And so my son's turn, he was dead set on video games. He's like, all right, I don't want any clothes. (laughs) We're going, we're going to go to Best Buy. We're going to GameStop. We're going to Rock 30 and we're going to buy games. And I was like, that's my boy. Like I've raised you. I have raised you right. And so we're going through all the games and I kept on, I wasn't going to tell him you're going to buy this. I want them to pick it out. And I was like, Hey, I, I hear that Mario Maker game's pretty fun. And he's like, yeah, it looks okay. And then he like, hey, look it. There's there's American Ninja Warrior on the Nintendo <laughs> no. Switch. And I was like, no, don't do it. I was like, go back. Uh, let's look at the Mario Maker. Look at this one. And I'm like distracting him as much as I can. Yeah, we went we went home with uh, American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> and then he thinks I'm messing with him when I'm like, Dude, Nintendo Switch doesn't work. He's like, you just don't want to play the game. <laughs> like, it doesn't work. Happy oh, coincidence. Oh, man. Huh? Yeah. So, we uh, came home with actually a decent amount of 3DS games. Picked some pretty good ones out. He was dead set on getting Super Smash on 3DS. Nice. And uh, picked up a few other pretty decent titles on 3DS. But Switch, he only... 
He only wanted American Ninja Warrior. I was trying <laughs> for Mario Maker 2. I'll have to wait and get it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I haven't put as much time into it as I maybe should have, but I don't know. It kind of like already struck me in the same way that the first one did, where I'm kind of already over it. That's um, disappointing. What's nice about this one is it's got like a curated like story section. So there's like 60 or so levels from Nintendo, and that I find enjoyable, but like it's kind of the the disappointment I had with the original Mario Maker is that I was envisioning, you know, an endless Mario game full of, you know, fun levels. But what you realize is like there's a magic to the design of Mario levels from Nintendo that is not shared, appreciated, or maintained through the curation of uploaded levels with Mario Maker 2. And I've played a handful of okay ones, but instantly I was dropped into the don't touch anything ones or the puzzle ones or, and I'm just like, no, like that's not what I want at all. So it's tough for me to justify the $60 or it's 50 bucks maybe for that game. I don't know. I mean, 59 99. Yeah. I liked the, I liked the set piece levels. We got my son and I had fun playing through those. Uh, the story is actually kind of cute. They call Mario big red. The toads do, which I think is hilarious. (laughs) Uh, and there's like some quirky humor and goofy stuff there, but I don't know. I, I, I think maybe if a few of us got this game and we all got into like a trading level scene back and forth, like trying to torture one another, there could be some fun in that, but like just the random levels, I mean, it's better now cause they've got the tags so you can kind of know what you're getting into, but still like, I, I'm not about that. It's, it's not yeah. my scene. Yeah. I think you definitely need a group of people that are number one, really invested in finding and sharing new levels and then also have the same taste as you, which can be kind of hard. Right. There's probably, yeah, which is almost impossible. There's probably a discord out there maybe, but yeah, it's, it's not worth the time and hassle to find it. Right. If it's not in the tools already. Yep. I really want to play one. I haven't played any Mario makers yet. So yeah, if you're looking for another Someday. game for your son in the 3DS, the Mario Maker, there's like 100 levels, I think, that come bundled with that one. Hmm. And that's worth the purchase on that, I think. And he I, picked that up, and I didn't know it was... I didn't know if it was network no. um, sensitive, and so I was like, ah, maybe there isn't... Maybe the network's not there anymore. Yeah. And so we kind of passed on it. It's worth it if you find it for like 20 bucks, because even if... The, oh, they'll shut the servers down eventually, but just with the set-piece games that were in there... Or the levels, it's. I would say, I find it to be the superior version just for that aspect um, to the Wii U version of the original. But most people would think I'm crazy for saying that. But I thought it was good. Mm. I will say they do like a ton of really cool stuff with Mario Maker Two and the assets, though. Just the the ways you can combine enemies, the switches, the return of stuff like the boot. Like I just want to make levels where I'm in the boot all the time. So that stuff is fun to see back. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much I'm going to put into it after this. Kind of what I expected, but w- w- my son wanted to play it. So we did it. Mm. The things we do for our kids. Yeah. And cats. <laughs> <laughs> so you remember our conversation a few podcasts ago about uh, GameStop and their like the employees and like the whole like aura of GameStop just being more of a business than actually like feeling like you're relating to any type of gaming at all. Yeah. 
so they uh, came out with some news today that they're going to try and test out some uh, a new new structure to their store. And it seems like they're going to be doing a lot of retro games. They're going to be doing a lot of uh, sit around and play games. Style of games. Uh, you mean make it into a video yeah, game? Pretty store? much. And, Ooh. you know. And I think they've got a long way to go, especially with you know how we talked about how there's just. It doesn't seem like they have the personnel in place for that type of atmosphere. Or the time left on the payroll. Yeah. Because clock's ticking. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd definitely be interested in going to a GameStop that is a retro game store. But. Yeah. I used to love yeah. it back in the day when it was software, etc. And I could walk in there, buy a brand new game, and a copy of Bubble Bubble for the NES. I mean, that was cool. Yep. Yeah, that would be. It'd be a strange, strange event to go in there and find NES carts on the shelf. And, and, uh, it'd be funny to see if they kept all the same personnel in there, changed the store up, <laughs> and they're trying to like sell you Super Mario Brothers 3. Did you pre order this, uh, retro cart coming in? Oh, gosh. Yeah. They want to, they, they yeah. want to go from all those questions and asking you to pre order where you just want to get out of the store as fast as you can to, wanting you to come and hang out Let's in the store out. yeah that's <laughs> but that's their goal come come sit down and play this yeah. game and i'll i'll also talk you that this one's on pre-order if you're you're <laughs> interested in i mean you know just from one video game buddy to another <laughs> you should pre-order this game i know i'm going to <laughs> yeah i mean i i'm excited at the proposition of them like actually taking their retro games from their website and putting them into stores. I think that only makes sense. It blows my mind that they haven't up to this point, mm. but I don't think it's going to, it's not going to do anything to like save them. Plus there's like that whole Camelot thing going on on the internet. Like their press and publicity right now is so bad. I, I mean, it makes you just not even want to like look at the store, let alone go in it. Yeah. Do you think they have a decent retro inventory right now? Yeah, probably. I don't know if you spread yeah. that out, you know, between all the stores that they have, though. That might be right. stretched thin. There's that many people still trading in retro games to GameStop. I mean, there must be. <sighs> I, I mean, they were turning away that stuff for years. Like, grandmas come with, like, crap out of their closet, and, like, they were just like, no, we don't take it. So, I gotta assume it happens. It's that or a pawn shop, and I'm sure GameStop, even though they're paying you shit, is paying you more than a pawn shop probably would for some of that stuff. Most likely. They should have started many years before that, though. <laughs> yeah. Because at this point, a lot yeah, of people when they are announced smarter that they about were, it. Right. When they announced that they were taking that stuff back in, that's when they should have been just putting it on store shelves, mm -hmm. not sending it off to like central processing or whatever the hell they do with it. Yeah, I don't think anything's going to save them, but it'll be interesting to see what they do. Right. So, did any of you watch, or have either of you watched I Am Mother on Netflix? Yes. Love it. No, have not heard of it. There's a, okay, well, here, let me explain explain to you exactly what this movie is. 
somebody played Horizon Zero Dawn, and they're like, I'm going to make a movie out of that and steal it all and not call it Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> there might not be dinosaurs, That's pretty accurate. but it's Horizon Zero Dawn to a T. Wow. It's good. I like that show. I liked it, too. I watched it twice. Uh, yeah. I didn't even correlate that. And now that you say it, it's like, okay. Yeah. Definitely Horizon Zero Dawn for sure. Yeah. After we got done watching it, my wife's like, did you like it? I'm like, yeah, but I liked it the first time I watched it and it was called Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> I'm like, I, I kind of knew what was happening. I don't know. Yeah. It's a good movie. I mean, if you're into the, like the whole sci fi Terminator Horizon Zero Dawn vibe, it's, it's there, I guess. Huh. I had to go through it twice. The first time. I mean, there's there's a quite a bit to unpack in in the movie, and so I went through a second time watching it with my wife, and there were still some questions. So I ended up jumping on forms and just reading. What? Okay, what? Too much invested into this? this movie, Nate. I'm telling you right now. Well, I don't know. I found it very fascinating, and and uh, some of the forms cleared up some of my confusion. But uh, Andy, it's it's. I would say it's worth a watch. It's, oh, yeah, it's for sure. Good. Sure. It's impressive for one for being a Netflix film. I mean, it just shows that Netflix is putting out some pretty quality quality films and in addition to that, the cast is a couple people. So I That's was just going to say you're pointing out the quality of this film, but you're also pointing out the lack of their budget because they can only afford two actors. <laughs> Right, I mean, but they made a, a quality film with just yeah. no, it's good. a couple of people, so I would watch it if I were you. And I actually really yeah. don't like the one actress, uh, the one, the adult female actress. I hate most of the stuff she's in, but what is her she name? A, Hillary Hillary Swank, maybe, yeah. Yeah, but she did pretty good in this movie. It's probably her best role, sure, or at least most tolerable. <laughs> she's an my yeah she's was a little more winner. Yeah. That's the best role. <laughs> What did she get an Academy Award for? Uh, who knows? I, I, Daredevil? I'm pretty sure it was something, but yeah. Well, let me see. I don't know if I've seen a movie with her in it. She looked uh, slightly aged. Yeah, I guess she's gotten Golden Globe Awards and stuff. I don't know. I don't really like her movies. Million Oh, I hate Million Dollar Baby so much. So much. Now I remember... Now just these memories are flooding in for Oh, uh, the next Karate Kid. She ruined Karate Kid. Thanks a lot, Hillary <laughs> Swank. Any other yeah. movies she ruined for you? Um, let's see what else did she do that I don't like. Um, I haven't heard of half of these. Let's see. Do you think that's her real name? Because that's a really strange stage name. Yeah, it's a good, like, prostitute or stripper name, but not, uh, actress. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. And she's done a ton of shit that I've just never heard of. I think we can't sit here and talk about Netflix and I Am Mother without mentioning, you know, Stranger Things. Season 3 came out. Did you guys watch that? Yeah, I binge watched it all that Friday after the 4th. I'm about 3 in. 2, maybe? Okay, well, then we're not going to talk about that in this podcast. I, I do. Well, we can talk about it some of it. We don't have to talk about spoilers. One thing that just I loved was the, they really, at, the, at least in the beginning, they really hit home, like, the mall atmosphere. Like, that seems like a big plot point, at least at the beginning. 
I love that. Yeah, but it. (laughs) They have some obvious product placement in there. They show JCPenney and Burger King a lot in there. The Gap. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. Coke. and it's kind of weird because you think they went to those companies be like, we want to show the culture of a dying thing. And they're going to these companies that are current and still trying to hang on and have relevance. And they're kind of dying themselves. And their Burger King's like, yeah, sure, JCPenney. Here's some money. Put us in there. Yeah, I was kind of wondering if like any of those brands would like lean into their like retro signage like post season three. Yeah. Like, will they, will they like embrace that in new ads and stuff just to like get the cross connection? It's interesting. Sam Goody. That was yeah. cool to see in there. <laughs> yeah, and I remember that. I mean, that was, I mean, that's our, our childhood walking into a mall that looked exactly like that. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty amazing. And it's funny that they, I mean, that was filmed in an actual mall in Georgia. <laughs> so abandoned mall that too. just shows like how much. How much the mall scene has died where they're like, yeah, we'll just take this half of the mall, convert it into an actual mall <laughs> yeah. and uh, shoot a film and then shut it all down <laughs> again, which is comical. But I thought um, I thought the season was was good and uh, it still carries the charm of first and second season. And uh, I mean, there were some there's some slight differences that um that I'm not going to go into with you, Andy, yet, but uh, I still love that show. I wish we didn't have to wait so long for, I don't know, anything dropped on Netflix is so, so difficult because they drop it all at once. It's not, okay, tune in next week, tune in next week, where it drags it out. It's like, no, we're going to binge watch this in one in one day, and then I have to wait a whole year and a half or so for another one to uh to appear yeah i uh i think season three like continued the trend for me of that show having jumped the shark after like season one was great season two was like okay i like this world but it wasn't season one and season three it's like all right i don't know if i need another season after this if like quality is gonna just continue at this like steady decline i mean it's still good like you said it's good i just definitely it's definitely my least favorite season and i didn't like season two as much as i like season one um oh i totally agree with that i think there is some of those i feel like they kind of lost the serious seriousness and mystery a little bit um and so that I, yeah, I could totally see that where it kind of has been declining a little bit. And it feels like this season, like the other two were more like sci-fi and like, you know, almost like stalker type horror films. And it, it feels like this one kind of embraced more of like that late 80s, early 90s kind of horror where it's like more gore and like guts. Like, I feel like that's what they were trying to lean into. I just kind of like none of okay so none of this show is believable right it's all crazy sci-fi couldn't happen in a million years but they went so far beyond with like the different plot points and like the things going on like no way like it's funny it's funny because it ties into like a lot of 80s era like tropes and stuff but like it's so unbelievable that it's just like really like (laughs) are we doing this but it still does it in a successful way so yeah i i agree i it's good. I'm not going to bitch about it. I had fun watching it. I mean, I made sure to watch it all in one sitting pretty much. So, wow. How bad could it be? That's crazy. I don't know how you guys can do that. Like, 
Well, we're also not popping out kids well, left yeah. and right. There. That's true. Andy. Congratulations, yeah. Andy. Thank you. Growing family. Yeah. If anything, that should allow you to watch more things because you got to sit there and do nothing. Because you can't go outside now? Yeah. Oh, you're busy now driving your 15-passenger <laughs> van around with your family. <laughs> Everybody thinks I'm an Uber, but nope. All right, moving on to the fail bag where we answer 20 year old questions from old gaming magazines as if they were addressed to us. Uh, we're going to do something a little bit different here. I'm looking at Nintendo Power issue number 100. That was in uh, September 1997. They had to feature the top 100 games of all time. And uh, I think I'm going to start. Let's see here. Number 40, I think. There's a lot of ones down below that are just like, yeah, whatever. Any notable ones below 40? Uh, let's see here. Um, let's see. Contra is number 52. Secret of Mana, 42. Castlevania, 4, 58. Ooh, I'm already not liking where these things are landing <laughs> on the list. Earthbound, number 60. So <laughs> that's going to piss some wow. people off. I. Uh, yeah, then it just, I mean, you got to understand 97, yeah. there's still not a ton of video game history to go through there, I guess. Sure. Two generations of Nintendo up to yeah. that point have come and gone, and now you're on the N64. Yeah. Let's say the... Uh, which is an abomination. <laughs> the number 100 game is Alien 3 for the Super Nintendo, so, <laughs> like, they didn't have a lot to choose from, I I've guess. never played that. Yeah. yeah it's tough. Yeah. Um... So we're going to start up a little bit higher than that. Uh, number 40, SimCity. Not bad pick. That's that's probably about right. right. I guess. Yeah. Right. Uh, 39, Donkey Kong Country. Hey, at least, uh, they, at least they're like, uh, right. at least they're not putting it way up there. I don't think Donkey but, Kong Country is like uh, the greatest game. If Donkey Kong Country 2 is not above this one, though, in the list, I'm going to be a little... <laughs> irritated with that sure because it's a much better game sure yep but i'm just surprised even like 97 that they would be like yeah just push this down a little bit yeah i think it would still a lot of people would still say it's probably in the 30s i don't know uh 38 pilot wing 64 no <laughs> oh no here we go it's going to tank from here. Hey, guys, want to come over this weekend and play that classic Pilot Wing 64? Said no one ever. Everybody had it. I, I, I mean, at one point in time, it was Mario 64 Pilot Wings, right? Yeah, but like That's the true. fact that they put it, they always put a Pilot Wings game out like when there's nothing else to play. Yeah. It's always like at the beginning when they have nothing. So people buy it begrudgingly. They don't like it. Yeah. Do you? I mean, nobody likes Pilot Wings. Come on. Not really. Not really. No. Proceed. Uh, number 37, Final Fantasy. Not bad. 
It's not my thing, but I guess. Uh, 36, Zelda 2. It's uh, unusually high in that list, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Number 35 is Metroid. Nope. What the fuck? You want that higher? That's like top or? 10. Yes, I want that higher. Huh. What are you, an animal? I, I mean, I, the original, I'd say this is about right. All right. Okay. Okay. So you're right. I was having a little bit of a brain fart and I was thinking Super Metroid. Yep. But... Yep. Okay. Proceed. I'll allow it. <laughs> Settle down. Surprisingly, 34 is Metroid 2. I would say I, I'm, I'm surprised that they picked that up. Return of Samus, huh? Yeah. It's a good game, I guess, but I prefer it, but that's just because, well, I played both of them a lot, but I put an absurd amount of time into Metroid 2. Yeah. It hasn't aged well. I think. Retrospectively, I think the original is a better game. Is is aged better, but mm-hmm. it's just me. Well, that's why they remade it, right? <laughs> the, the, the Game Boy one. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thirty three, Donkey Kong Country two. So there you go. All right. Okay. I'm okay with that. You're uh, vindicated there. Yep. This one. This... Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, number thirty two is Super Mario Kart. Surprised that they put that far hey, down. That that's a top twenty five er. Yeah, I'm just saying. Definitely, I I think that's the second best Mario Kart game of all time. I think I would probably put Mario Kart Eight above it. Um, but I think after that, it's that game for me. I, I sure. I think it'd be close. Yeah, we'll keep on going. Maybe maybe it's okay there. Probably not. Mario Kart sixty four is gonna be like in the top five, and I'm just gonna like, I'm just oh, yeah, gonna finish sure. off that cat. I'm gonna have to do it. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, I'm gonna get you some. Let's help. get into. I mean, it's, there's some good sports games, right? So no, uh, no. Well, hey, Punch Out. Okay, okay. This one is featuring yeah. Mr. Dream. That of course, they count. can't say Tyson. Right, they lost the license. Yep. Yeah, rights maybe not license. <laughs> That's not bad. Thirty-one is probably about right in this t- period of time. I would say. Uh, yeah. 30 is Tecmo Bowl. I don't know if I'd put that above Punch-Out, yeah. but it's it's there. Oh, that game is so glorified. I have a hard time with it. I like it. it. Stop, uh, Andy. You're not one of them. Don't Tecmo shame people, <laughs> Nate. It's not cool. Would you say that number 29, Mario Paint, is better than Tecmo Bowl? Oh, my God. Is oh, this, my god! No, you are fucking shitting me. <laughs> well, I mean, it's only it only should be that good if you have the strategy guide. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, you need that. So I hope twenty eight. Once you is get the strategy guide, then you're that's good. Better than that game. No, we're just gonna get right back into the sports. Number twenty eight is NBA Jam. So, hey, that's tournament edition game. or that is really I don't fun. know if tournament was out yet, but in ninety seven. Yeah, I suppose it would have been right. Oh, it should have yeah. been. It was on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, it would have been ninety six, yeah. ninety seven. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they should have had tournament on here, but I'm guessing they're just counting as a whole. But that's a good game. That's it's a great game. Yep. I yeah, love it's it. It's good. It's probably arguably the best sports game. Uh, that's, you can play as Bill Clinton. Blades of Steel, awesome. maybe. I would put up there. That's. I, I mean, they have the number 27 is a better sports game here. Uh, International Superstar Soccer 64. Let's just move on before <laughs> I fucking lose it. Insert crickets? What? Uh... They really like the Nintendo That's 64 hurtful. right now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that, that, that was better than Metroid. Just so yeah. you know. And, and Mario and Donkey Kart. Kong. And Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2. <laughs> Are you effing kidding me? 
Oh, a soccer game. A 64 soccer game. Oh, okay. 26, Super Bomberman 2. That's kind of... I don't know about that. I guess I haven't Man, played are, it, but... Those are fun games, but those are fringe games. Those aren't, like, top 50 material. Mm -hmm. I don't get that. Uh, we got number... 25, Turok, Dinosaur Hunter. <laughs> what? That was... It was a popular game back in the day, but now it's it's rough. <laughs> Turok. It was Fog rough Walker. back then. Yeah. yeah. Although that just got an HD remastered in the Switch, so what the <laughs> hell? I don't know. Where are we? What world are we living in, really? Oh, number 24 is F-Zero. Can't complain I'm about that. I'm down with that. No. I like that game. That's not a bad pick. Uh, number 23 is a little bit questionable. But that's, so they're saying F-Zero is better than Mario Kart. Super Mario Kart, right? Yep. I, I wholly disagree with that. Oh, that's yeah. Insane. That's insane. That is. Yeah, when you put it like that, Super Mario Kart is just F-Zero, but better. Right. <laughs> with two players. <laughs> All right. What was 23? Uh, 23 is a little bit of a head scratcher. Uh, Donkey Kong Country 3, <laughs> which is... Everybody so says it's the worst. Bad. Like, it is the worst. Yeah. It's like, well, it came out after the other ones. So we have to put it higher on the list. That's <laughs> yeah, how lists work, right? One. Nope. This one might still be on store shelves. So we have yeah, to... <laughs> I was just going to say that is it. It's probably still for sale as they speak. So, of course, it's making the top of the list. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> now uh, with more dipshit Baby Kong. Ooh. <laughs> uh, 22 is Castlevania. That's probably about right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully there's a higher one on the list, but. 21 is Super Mario RPG. It's probably about right. Yeah. I don't like RPGs, but people seem to like that. Never played yeah. it. Hey. You have this nice classic, man. What's your excuse? I know. Still never played it. I tried it. Right now. I tried it again. The SNES Classic is in a box somewhere in right, You're not a real gamer. <laughs> Andy, I forgot we got to talk about kicking Nate off the podcast. <laughs> Over. Hashtag oh shit, are free. we still alive? <laughs> <laughs> Got kicked off over Super Mario RPG. <laughs> Straw that broke the camel's back. We have none of us have played International Superstar Soccer '64, so we can't. No, everyone's like, "That's the greatest game ever." We can't talk, I guess. So, oh, I think we're authorities enough that we can talk. <laughs> uh, number twenty is Mega Man. I I mean I, the first one though yeah I not I, X not two X is farther um, down yeah it's down or up it's down it was like, yeah what it was in the fifties I thought yeah wow that is not right at all no I I mean that's a name pick right it's not right it's like you're trying to pick the granddaddy of the series but that doesn't mean it's the best yeah two three yeah you got to pick two three or X right. Yeah, above that. Uh, Nineteen is Chrono Trigger, which is probably going to upset a lot of people as well because that's often at the number one. Okay. Uh, Yoshi's Island is eighteen. Mm, I that so Yoshi's Island Super Mario World two. Yep. That's hot garbage. Get that shit to like number mm, eighty. I appreciate that game. I don't know if I'd put it I... this high, but. That game was a, the, one of the greatest disappointments, one of the worst rentals I've ever picked up. I just, 
you know, it came out so late at the life cycle of the Super Nintendo. It, it had such a big advertising campaign. And then, like, to get in there to have that game be what... Like, why couldn't we have just gotten a proper sequel to Super Mario World? Why did it have to be that? I, I, I did that game... I've revisited it. I've played through most of it now, but I still just cannot. It's not my jam. I just that it's annoying. I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't like the baby mechanic, but outside of that, like it, it's pretty close. That's to technically impressive. Yeah. It, it's pretty close to the same thing as like, you know, modern Yoshi woolly world, you know, very artistic and thrown True. eggs and stuff like that is very kind of puzzle as well. With your thrown eggs, so it's very similar. It's just they had to throw that the baby life bar on there. <laughs> yeah, I think if they'd have just dropped the Super Mario World two from the naming, I think maybe yeah. my it was just an expectation that mm. it failed on because of that. Yeah. Uh, number seventeen, Tetris Attack. Come on, are you effing kidding me right now? Uh, this is not working. Tetris better be above that. That's all I have to say. It won't be. <laughs> Tetris Attack is fine, but it's not Tetris. So. It's fine. Yeah, it is not a top. What are we at now? 17. Yeah, so it's definitely not. I wouldn't even put that in the top 200, but yeah, that's just me. Yeah, I don't think so. I feel like we're missing so many games right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even, we're even... throwing in so much stuff that nobody talks about. Yeah. Oh, this is great because it's like such a period in time, you know? Where you would yeah. put Super Mario World at number 16, which I think is pretty low, even at, by today's standard, I think. Yeah, I would say so. Um, and then at number 15, when you do Super Mario World, and then this is just a crime, but number 15, Wave Race 64. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Get it out of here. Wave Race sucks. Not a- I've never understood the fashion- fascination with Wave Race. Oh, man. Water racing in general just sucks. Really, it's not fun controlling in water. And when you're on the worst like- console ever created, it doesn't <laughs> help either. <laughs> I don't know about that, but... It's the worst! <laughs> Come at me, bro! Uh, that That's inexcusable, though. Wave Race above Super Mario World. <laughs> like... Even to like yeah, slap in the face. Even Miyamoto is probably <laughs> getting on the phone over that one. <laughs> he cried for days. Uh, yeah. Uh, fourteen Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if the original belongs up there, but yeah, it's not better than okay. Super Mario World or three. Yeah. Three is perfection. Well, I I'm hoping three will be in top. Three. We'll see. Prepare for disappointments. I have a feeling. Uh, Star Fox sixty four is number thirteen. <sighs> Any sixty four game for you, Ryan? You're like mm. no. Star Fox is overrated as shit too. It's yeah. like C tier. It's C tier. It's a pretty good game though. Sixty four is a pretty good game, even though you could beat it in like an hour. It's one of the better 64 games. Wait, yeah, there's like five that are good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number 12, uh, Zelda Link's Awakening for Game Boy. 12? Yeah. Well, okay, that's... I mean, there's not a lot of Zeldas yet. 
in this time. Okay, okay. So okay. I'm gonna be mad at the one that I think is gonna be above it, but okay. Uh, number eleven is the Legend of Zelda. Okay, I, yeah, that's probably okay. in there. I I need to see something else. Pretty make iconic. the list, but all right. We got uh, number ten. Really getting down here. The uh, number ten is Street Fighter Two Turbo. <laughs> no, no, no way. How is this list determined? I mean, it. No, it's the nineties. Like it's coming. It's coming off now. Street Fighter. It's. I like Andy. Like just rationalizing. I mean, it's got to be in there. Ryan's losing his mind. I think he wrote this list. Yeah, I did not write this list. I can tell you that. Conspiracy. Okay, let's keep going. I don't want to dwell on that too much. Number nine, Final Fantasy II. Not my thing. Sure. Which would be uh, four, or no, five. And number eight is Final Fantasy III, which is six. So it's kind of weird that they went back to back on that. That reminds me of that that stupid video we put together, the video game autocorrect when we're trying to determine which Final <laughs> Fantasy number you mean six, three? I don't know. <laughs> Go check yep, it out. That's a good video. It was good. All of like six people watched it. <laughs> I was one of them. It was it was probably one of the funniest things we've ever put on YouTube. I will say. Yep. Not to toot my own horn too much or Nate's horn. Well, I'm going to toot Nate's horn later. You toot my horn. You, you know. <laughs> you toot it good. All right. Where are we at? Uh, number seven, Goldeneye. Th- time and place. Uh, September 97. <laughs> I, I, at 97, I was playing it. I was playing it like yep. crazy. I know, but like, when you think, when you look at it now, though, like the, the nostalgia goggles on that game have like dropped considerably. Right, but we're looking through the wrong lens. No, we're looking through the right lens. At least, I mean, I can't get upset with this when they've already dropped soccer and wave race on us. Right. So no, it, it, it makes sense. Like for '97, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number six, Super Metroid. That's usually a top five game. Uh, top three, I would think, but okay. Yeah. Whatever. At least it's above fucking soccer. <laughs> well, you haven't heard the rest. Maybe there's a soccer game. There. FIFA 64. <laughs> and it felt quarterback. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, number five is Super Mario 3. Not bad. Top five. Oh, all right. Respectable. All right. all right. We all know it's superior than all video games ever created. Facts. Yeah. Just saying that. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. P- pretty good. What are you talking number about? Number four is Mario Kart 64. Nope. I played a lot of that game. I don't think it's the best one. No. It wasn't even the best one when it was out. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, we're getting top three. Number three. I'm afraid. I'm actually legitimately nervous. Yeah, I am too. I'm like, what what did you pick for the top this three? This is not going to be good. <laughs> I guarantee you, I'm Ocarina and Mario 64 are in there. And I hate that. I hate knowing that. 
Okay, let's see. Just get it over with. Hold the number three is Tetris. (laughs) I want to be mad at that, but I can't because it deserves to be high up there. But all right, so number two is Ocarina of Time. So that that's a more superior game than Super Mario Brothers three. Okay, that's a good point. But impact, impact in gaming. It might be number one. It might be number one if you're talking impact, right? Right. Well, now it's Fortnite or Minecraft. Sure, but (laughs) yeah, true. The world has become a scary place since 1997. Yeah, wait till like 20 years from now when we're reading the top 100 of today and be like, Fortnite, are you kidding me? So Uh, I'm calling calling the number one and two. I think two is going to be Mario or Ocarina of Time. I think number one is going to be Mario 64. Nate, what do you think? I think you're right. I... I was going to go the same route. Okay. Well, they quite possibly they'll be flip-flopped. I don't know. It depends. Okay. Okay. So number number 2 is The Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. All right. Good job, Nintendo. <laughs> you did it. I'm you, okay with you that. You got one. Well, I mean, I'm not okay that it's number 2 just cuz I have a, a different top 100 <laughs> list in my head. But right. that's not bad. Thank you. Mario 64. If Ocarina is ahead of Link to the Past. It wasn't out yet. That's why it's not on this Oh, list. thank God. Woo! <laughs> I'm still mad that Mario 64 is number one. It is, right? It is. Mario 64 is the, the number one. It's the, a the shitty top, time. The best game of all time. All right. All right. It, That's great. It's definitely a Mario <laughs> game. It, it, was, it was bad. Can I talk about... So I've played all the way through... And beaten Banjo Kazooie this month. Yeah, I don't know why you've. Did, did I yourself. I don't I don't know why that hit me now. I don't know. I I really cannot explain it. Like I never really was interested in those games, but something now just it just seemed right. I do appreciate a little bit how in Mario, you know, you have you go in there and you have uh one goal each time you know there's always like yeah, one yeah. star you have to go for it's super annoying right where banjo you just go into the level and you can work on all the objectives at once even yeah, if which... most of them are just collecting things but <laughs> makes perfect sense and yet another reason why mario 64 is not as great as everyone likes to pretend it is yeah yeah i don't banjo must not have been out at this point otherwise that probably would have been pretty yeah. high up this list i would imagine but yeah, I might have taken soccer on its money. I don't know. We we might have to revisit and see that. That's kind of like the most egregious I one. I feel like they're missing a lot of great even NES titles over you know, they didn't even where's Super Mario 2? I, I don't like Doki Doki Panic by any by any means. See, I'm calling it the correct <laughs> name. I, don't, I think I Super roll. Mario 2 doesn't belong on that list personally, but it's number forty-seven. Number forty-seven. <laughs> With a low I don't roll agree. At forty-four. <laughs> I I think it's complete bullshit that the entire Donkey Kong Country series made it into the top forty. Like no way. Yeah. Come on. One Castlevania. Yeah. yeah they didn't even have Castlevania three. Super Castlevania. Yeah, Castlevania four is fifty. Fifty-six. That's ridiculous. That should be far above the first one. It couldn't beat golf. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh, man. Yeah, everybody remembers golf. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey is number 67. 
<sighs> what would you consider the worst game on that top 100? Soccer. Like that, that you're just glancing. I, I mean, that like, soccer is pretty bad. I see. I mean, like NBA Live 95 at number 77. Yeah, like, that's I, pretty no, terrible, too. No. I, I'm not sure about that one. Maybe, maybe that was like a pivotal moment, but I don't know. Uh, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Kickle Cubicle making it 95. Nice. And now people will be like, what the fuck is Kickle Cubicle? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cubicle. Kickle Cubicle, I think we decided was the appropriate <laughs> pronunciation, yeah. by the way. But. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of questionable things in here. Obviously, there's some like some 64 hype in here. This is just like these lists, man. Well, yeah, obviously there's some pandering, but these lists are always such a shit show because, you know, it's like a few people in a room and like eventually somebody just gets tired of arguing with mm -hmm. someone over their stupid pick. And then you end up with these. Like, you end up with soccer in the top like 30. I mean, that's what happens, right? It's not that good of a game. It's, it's just like one idiot loves it and he will not drop it. So for the sake of progression on your list, you're just like, fine, you can have 30, whatever it was. That's probably why like all like Earthbound is always at the top 10 now, too. And like all these RPGs are up there because those people are so passionate about those games that if you ever get in an argument with them about it, they're not going to let it go. Right. I just I'm having flashbacks to like. Giant bomb casts game of the year deliberations <laughs> with like the just staunch like arguments for why red dead 2 does not deserve to be <laughs> game of the year like there were some people digging in their heels for sure yeah we should we should we should maybe like try and do that on a podcast one time just like come up with a list i'm sure we would get nowhere fast <laughs> no i even a top 10 i think uh it'd be a very difficult task amongst us three yeah, I will say that Marvel Land, DJ Boy, and uh, Sid of Alice do not belong on the top 100 no. list. So I would put I would put yeah, all I, those games above right. International Soccer 64 or whatever the hell it was. But yeah. yeah, also this is Nintendo Power, so they weren't allowed to put anything that didn't come out on <laughs> Nintendo. Okay, that's a good point. That's True. valid. You still had better games to pick from, though. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, here we go. Ten worst games of all time. Yes. All Jaguar games. And no. Is this Nintendo the, Power still? The, yep, the same same list. It's the top ten worst okay. games. Okay. Only on Nintendo hardware? I Yeah, well, they came out other places, but they showed up on Nintendo at least. Okay. Rambo. Number ten is... Platoon. Ne hey, neither of them made it. Uh, number 10, The Adventures of Bullwinkle. Yeah, it's a pretty bad game. That's pretty pretty awful game. Yeah, I dislike that a lot. Hmm. Well, that's good to know, because I, if I saw that on one of our lists, I might pick one of the... Might, I might pick yeah, that, try so. not to. <laughs> Just try to avoid sure. that one. Yeah, good Byron Burden pick. You can do it. Number 9, Color a Dinosaur. I mean, that's... <laughs> I've played worse on this podcast. <laughs> so okay, so why is why is Color Dinosaur on the worst uh, list, and Mario Paint is so high up on 
Because <laughs> exactly. Nintendo didn't make it. Yeah, first party. <laughs> like those bastards tried to steal our idea. Yeah, number eight, Beethoven. I don't think I played that. I that must be I super imagine it'd be bad. Yeah, it's gotta be. Seven, Michael Jordan in the Windy City. I didn't I think that that's that bad. I thought that was kind of good, yeah. I mean, it's really stupid, but it's It's, it's generic, game. yeah. But it's him throwing balls at people, so that's cool. That's what I call a Friday night. Right? Yeah. Uh, number six, Friday the 13th. Yeah. I mean, I hate it, it's, but people seem to like it now. It's way more, yeah. It's got a lot of attention now. Yeah. It's everyone's favorite awful game. Yeah. I don't think it, yeah, I don't think it's ever been cleared from even those people that it, it's like, yeah, it's got problems, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but you can at least play it. Yeah. There's some interesting things in it, at least. Number five, Pit Fighter. That is an awful game. That is bad. Pit Fighter is a tech demo for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it's true. Uh, number four, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, Heroes of the Lance. I would have no idea. Those are all pretty bad. Any of the NES ones are yeah. awful. I mean, personally, I don't like them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know how they ported it over, because, like, you know, you talk about the gold box, pools of radiance, and all that for PCs. Highly regarded. But I have no yeah. idea. Uh, number three, Shaq Fu. Hey, at least they knew back then, even. Yeah, that's another fan favorite, though. Yeah. Love to hate. Yeah. There's two basketball players on here. <laughs> on this list. Uh, number two, Barbie Supermodel. I... Yep. I mean... It, it's Nate's favorite game. Is it bad, or is it just a girl's yeah. game? Like, that's... No, it's really bad. Is it? Okay. It's awful. I love it. It's probably in my top ten of greatest games ever. <laughs> You're a sick, sick man. Boy, we really... Sh Right next to soccer and NBA Live. <laughs> uh, the number one worst game of all time. Bebe's Kids. I've never played it. Yeah. I've never played Isn't it. Isn't that a cartoon? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know why you would pick that. Maybe it is truly know. that awful. Well, now we gotta find out. I just like saying Bebe. So what system is it on? Bebe. Bebe. Super. I just, Super. I just sold one. I... I bought one at the MGC and it finally somebody bought it. How much did it cost you or what does it go for this game? Oh, it goes for thirty, forty dollars. It's, it's a super Nintendo. You should print game. the print this article off and send yeah. it with the game. <laughs> just so you I just feel like it's my right as a as a seller to let you know that that's not probably why it's fine. Look that bad. I mean looking at screenshots. I think that might have to be a buy and burn. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm out of lists, so so and that's fine. I think. Yeah. My heart can't take any more of your lists. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Nate, you want to finish? I'll finish it. I got this. All right. So now that that uh, list has made you depressed and very very sad, we'd like to hear from you. Send us your list of top hundred <laughs> games uh, that you love or. 10 games that you think are awful. You can send those wonderful emails to weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. Of course, you should be following us on Twitter and Facebook as well. And you can find all thing Weekend Rental at geekcade.com.
com. And as always, be kind, rewind. The 64 is not that bad. Bullshit. I play Wave Race naked. <laughs> Yarn kills.